Welcome everybody to The Runner On Air. My name is Damien and I am your host. Today we're going to have Chris Burdick on sports and Chastity Sims on events. All right, let's get started. Ilaria Pesco, executive director for ASI, sent out an email on Monday at 5 p.m. stating that the food distribution that was planned for Tuesday was canceled. I asked Pesco why the food distribution was canceled via email. And in the email, she said, CapK, the organization the food pantry receives the food from, did not have enough food to put out the distribution. According to Pesco, CapK guaranteed her that this was an isolated incident. In case students missed out on some points, they can email Pesco at ipesco at csub.edu if they need any extra points for the food pantry. On January 31st, the Kegley Institute tweeted that L.D. Slade, director of the African-American Network of Kern County and a community ambassador for President Selesny, had been awarded the Wendy Wayne Adult Recipient Award. The Institute announced Samantha de la Cruz was awarded the Wendy Wayne Youth Recipient Award on February 4th. Samantha is the president of Club Gen, which stands for Gender Equality Now, and spearheaded revisions to institutional policies and practices to support gender nonconforming students. Nicholas Lopez, senior from Liberty High School, was awarded the Wendy Wayne Youth Recipient Award. Nicholas helped establish the Equity and Inclusion Student Advisory Council while at Liberty when he learned that members of the GSA club on campus were being harassed. The Kegley Institute will also be recognizing Randy Martin, co-founder of Covenant Coffee, Reyna Olagas, executive director for South Kern Soul, Hernan Santiago, educator and basketball coach at Arvin High School, and Alejandra Lopez Beltran, CSUB campus programming leader for diversity and inclusion. Not only did the Kegley Institute announce the recipients for the Wendy Wayne Awards, but the recipients for the 2020-2021 Faculty Fellows were announced on February 10th. Dr. Zhili, from the university's Accounting and Finance Department, was awarded the Fellowship to Research and Produce Digital Ethics Training and Case Studies focused on issues in cybersecurity, AI algorithms, and bias in the workplace. Dr. David Sandals from the Department of Teacher Education will focus their fellowship research on graphic novels and their use in teaching ethics education and social-emotional learning. Professor Mandy Reese of the Music and Theater Department will attend a training on the theater of the oppressed, a form of education that uses theater as a means for social change. On February 18th, ASI sent a misleading email about the final day for voter registration. The email stated that February 18th was the last day to vote. However, the runner put a call to the Kern County Elections Office and verified that the last day to vote is actually on March 3rd. Aaron Aragon, Director of Legislative Affairs for ASI, reached out to the runner and gave us a statement about the email, stating, we at ASI apologize for the misleading information. We just want to promote the last day to register to vote, which is today, February 18th. The last day to register to vote is on February 18th. However, in California, you can register to vote the day of under something called conditional voter registration. And that's all the news I have for today. People around the world have fought for the right to vote. Some continue to fight. From the beginning, American men and women have relied on their determination and risked everything to secure the rights we enjoy today. To speak, to believe, to decide for ourselves the paths our lives will take. This is the promise of the United States of America, and this year you will again have the opportunity to take part in this great promise. This year, register and vote Secure the blessings of liberty for your family, for yourself, and for your future. This is your country, and your voice matters. Please, vote. 
Chris Burke here, the co-sports editor for this semester for The Runner, and this is everything that's going on in the world of CSUB sports and athletics. Action was scheduled to begin Monday, February 10th with the women's golf team, but due to hazardous weather conditions at the Battle of the Rock Tournament against UC Riverside, they was canceled on Monday and Tuesday. So action picked up again on Thursday with the men's and women's basketball teams, both taking on Chicago State. Both teams were able to pick up wins against the Cougars, with the women's team ending with a final of 58-51 to in Chicago. And the men's was able to take care of business in the Icardo Center, winning the game 64-54. to The CSB baseball team got its 2020 regular season started with a three-game weekend series against Washington State. The CSUB baseball team got its 2020 regular season started with a three-game weekend series against the Washington State Cougars. The games began Friday as the Roadrunners lost opening night against the Cougars despite out-hitting them, ending with a final score of 5-2. But the team was able to rally back on Saturday and Sunday's games against the Cougars easily, with Saturday's game ending with a final score of 3-2 and Sunday's game ending with a final score of 7-2. Also on Friday, the wrestling team traveled to San Luis Obispo to take on Pac-12 rival Cal Poly University Mustangs. CSUB was able to handle the Mustangs throughout the meet, only losing two total matches and ending with a final score of 26-9. The softball team was in action over the weekend as they took part in the Libby Matson tournament in Stockton, California. The tournament started on Saturday where the Roadrunners picked up two rough losses on the day, losing to Cal State University Northridge 9-0 and the University of Pacific Tigers 6-1. They continued to play on Sunday where they lost their first game in a rematch against CSUN 6-2, but finally was able to pick up the first win of the season against the Nevada University Wolfpack with a final score of 8-3. Saturday also held a pair of great WAC Conference basketball rematches as the men's and women's basketball teams both took on the Kansas City Roos. Both teams were unable to continue their momentum from Thursday, however, as they both came out of Saturday with losses. The women's team fell to the Ruse in Kansas City with a final score of 58-43, to while the men's team was able to fight all the way to the very end, but still ended up losing with a final score of 59-53 to in the Icardo Center. And finally on Sunday, the wrestling team took part in its second annual feud on the field meet as they took on number 4 ranked Arizona State University. The Roadrunners were only able to pick up two wins on the meet as they fell to the Sun Devils with a final score of 31-10. to For full recap of this meet, go to therunneronline.com. Now that we're all caught up, here's everything that you need to know is coming up in the next week. Action will begin with the baseball team on Wednesday, February 19th, as freshman outfielder Tyler Roberson will look to continue his hot start as the team will travel to L.A. to face off against the Loyola Marymount University. First pitch is scheduled for that game at 6 p.m. The team will then come back home for a three-game weekend series against the San Francisco University Dons. Those games will take place on Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m. and Sunday at noon, all being taken place at Hartfield. The basketball teams will continue their final push before the WAC tournament next month as both squads will face off against Utah Valley University. Both teams were unable to pick up wins against the Wolverines in their first meeting back on January 23rd as the men's team is scheduled for tip-off at 6 p.m. in Orem, Utah, while the women's team is scheduled for a 7 p.m. tip-off in the Icardo Center. Then on Saturday, the Roadrunners will look to get revenge against WAC rival Seattle University. Both teams ended with a loss against the Red Hawks in their first meeting on January 25th. The women's team is scheduled for a 12 p.m. start at the Icardo Center, while the men's team will travel to Seattle for a 7 p.m. start. On Friday, CSUB Beach Volleyball begins its 2020 season as they will look to take on Westcliff University and Marymount University. The match against Westcliff is scheduled for a 10 a.m. start, and the match against Marymount is scheduled right afterwards for a 2 p.m. start. 
Then on Saturday, they'll be back at it with a doubleheader against Vanguard University, which is scheduled to begin at noon and 2 p.m. All matches will be taking place at home at the Barnes Beach Volleyball Complex outside of the Student Rec Center. The wrestling team will be celebrating their senior night and their final meet of the season on February 21st, taking on Cal Baptist University Lancers. Come out and support your seniors before they get prepared for the Pac-12 championships on March 7th. That meet is scheduled for 7 p.m. And finally, the women's golf team will be traveling to the greater Phoenix area to participate in the Grand Canyon University Invitational. The tournament is scheduled for all day, Saturday and Sunday. That's all I got for you this week. Here's Chastity with this week's events. So to start off, today is Runner Wednesday, so make sure to go out and support our newspaper staff in front of the Student Union and check out this week's edition. The runner team will be there from 11.30 to 12.30. There is also a student-sponsored event in the quad by the Runner Cafe. There is an interfaith resource fair that brings representatives from our local religious and spiritual community to campus in order to share information about their faith. So this event will start at 12.30 and run until 3 p.m. There will also be a democratic debate watch party from 5.30 to 9 p.m. tonight, and it will be held in the Science Building Room 239. And moving on to Thursday, February 20th, there will be a brown bag discussion in the Stockdale room from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Following that, at 2.30, there will be a wrap with your reps event on the student union patio. If you attend this, you will get the chance to discuss the importance of civic engagement and voting, followed by an open question. There will also be an 84th Super Smash Bros. tournament from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. in the Student Recreation Center if you'd like to go watch that or be a part of that. If you need help with your FAFSA, Dream Act, or scholarship paperwork, you can attend the workshop from 5.30 to 7.30 in the library room 016 on the 20th. And there will also be a gun violence prevention from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. in the December reading room. And moving on to Friday the 21st, there will be a runner's dance marathon meeting from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in classroom building 105 if you're interested in helping out with that. And then if you weren't able to make Thursday's workshop, there will be another workshop on Friday to help you with your FAFSA Dream Act and scholarship paperwork in library room 016 from 12 to 2 p.m. And later on Friday, Dr. Sean Wimp will speak about his new book, Revenants of the German Empire, Colonial Germans, Imperialism, and the League of Nations. This will be held in December reading room from 3 to 4.30 p.m. And on Saturday the 22nd, uh, American Red Cross will be giving CBR training in the CRC from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then moving on to Monday the 24th, there will be a career counselor available to help you with your resume. So if you stop by with a copy of your resume, they could give you some advice on how to improve it. This will be held in the Dorothy Donahoe Hall room 101K from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. The 24th is also homecoming week kickoff, so if you come out to the student union from 1 to 2 p.m. for the annual kickoff, uh, the homecoming court candidates will be there to introduce themselves and convince you why you should vote for them. If you're interested in hearing about the summer internship program with Northwest Mutual, head out to the Runner Cafe Quad Tuesday, February 25th, anytime between 9 and 11 a.m. to get information about that. And then if you need any help with Um, an essay. The Writing Resource Center will be in the Student Union Lounge every Tuesday and Thursday from 5 to 7 p.m., so make sure to go and take advantage of the extra help. And then Wednesday the 26th, there will be an informational session in room 202 of the library from 12 to 1 p.m. to help with any transfer students to get familiar with Blackboard. 
So on the topic of Blackboard, most of you have probably heard the rumor about the campus um, switching to Canvas. So I interviewed three people asking them their opinion on the matter. So first I interviewed Winter Martin and here is her thoughts. Hello, my name is Winter Martin. I am a history major. I go to CSUB. Um, I transferred to CSUB from Taft College and I'm hoping to get my bachelor's degree in history and go through the teaching credential program so I can teach at the high school level and afterwards I hope to go to a master's program. Um, Today I am talking about my experience with distant learning programs coming from a junior college. I did have experience with Canvas and then as I transferred to CSUB I got to experience Blackboard and Canvas. I have asked several of my professors which one they prefer because I'm more concerned about the professors being comfortable with using the distance learning programs than myself. But with that being said, transferring from Taft College, I did not have any problem transitioning over to Blackboard. It's pretty user-friendly and, I mean, not as user-friendly as Canvas, but it is fairly user-friendly and it's fairly easy to operate. So I think ultimately, um, even though CSUB is trying to transition, I would like to keep Blackboard because it is easier on the students or on the professors. Another thing I wanted to add was that um, in Blackboard, a professor has to manually close out the classes. And being a history major, I research a lot and I read a lot. And it's very, you know, time consuming and extensive. And I like that I can go back onto Blackboard and view my old courses and look at the reading material and I could go back to it and reference it. So that's really helpful that you get from Blackboard. Um, and if you sign up for the notifications, then you can, you know, get notifications when something is graded or anything like that. It's, you know, it shows you your active stream. It shows you anytime something's due and the content is pretty easy to find on there. And the professors themselves has, have done a great job, even in online classes, explaining how to get through Blackboard and how to use it and where they need to start. So it's not that much of a hindrance using Blackboard, even though some students, and I personally myself, think that Canvas is a lot more user-friendly. I don't think it's, I don't think Blackboard is not user-friendly enough to discontinue using it. I'm here with Molly Hammonds, a psychology major here at CSUB. So Molly, what are your thoughts on the workshop? Will you be attending it? Uh, yeah, I will be attending the workshop because I have no idea how to use Blackboard. Uh, I think it would be easier for transfer students if the school just switched to Canvas altogether because most junior colleges only use Canvas. I'm here with Madison Brecco, a business major at CSUB. So Madison, what's your stance on the Canvas versus Blackboard? So I like Canvas better just because you can see all your grades and you can see um, all of your assignments. Um, in the order that they're due. Blackboard is just a little bit too outdated for me, whereas Canvas is easier to navigate, uh, so the school wouldn't even need to put on a workshop to teach the students. And that concludes this week's episode of The Runner on Air. Tune in next week for an update on the latest news, sports, and events happening on campus. If you or a friend produce music and would like to earn some extra cash for school, we're looking for student producers interested in creating content for the organization. If interested, email us at runner at tsub.edu. Make sure to check us out on our website, therunneronline.com. Or check out our YouTube channel, our SoundCloud, or any other of our social media.